Kano Boy, Thunderbolts, and Last of Us? Well, that's not the last of us. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What is up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion, and where we keep you to keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. Listen, guys, I know it's been a while, but we got a few things going on for us. Um, we're just glad that you're still here. We love you guys all. Um, but we are going to jump right into it. We have to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. And to start us off, we're going to give a spoiler alert. Spoilers. If you've not seen the episodes, stop right now. Go watch them. Come back. We'll be here. Yeah, we will. But uh, spoiler alert. Big spoiler alert. Um... So, as far as I know, when we were talking pre-show, you said that you have not caught up on all the episodes. You're one episode behind, right? So, I was able to actually power through the last episode, so I am caught up. I love that for us, and just disregard everything I just said. Um, (laughs) How are we feeling about the series so far? So, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm not going to lie, seeing little kid Leia for the first time, oh, I had emotions. (laughs) So many emotions. I think it's been really fun. It brings a lot of, like, a really good mixture of the prequels and the originals in a really Mm -hmm. nice way, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Um, It's definitely been living up to the hype so yeah i'm i'm definitely enjoying this new series i am going to start off by saying how much i love star wars Mm -hmm. and how much i hate star wars fans and this isn't to to alienate like just the casual fan not even the casual fans like the fans that enjoy it for what it is um i'm talking about the fans that uh have throughout the years attacked different uh, actors and characters uh, well not even the, the characters I guess the characters too but the actors for doing their job um, uh, Vivian Lynn Blair I'm oh, sorry Vivian Lynn Blair uh, the actress that plays Leia and Moses Ingram uh, the actress that plays Reva have both been subjected to a lot of online attacks and hate campaigns against them simply because of their character Yeah, Star Wars fans have definitely had an issue uh, with I want to say diversity is the correct word, especially with Reva, because they're calling it, they they, they feel like it's uh, forced diversity. They're they're saying, oh, they only wrote that character because they wanted to include a black person or a Hispanic person or an Asian person, when (laughs) that seems to be a big issue with uh, casting characters in general, is that they say, don't cast a black character as as a white character or a white character as a black character write a whole new character and then when they did that they're like no we don't want that because they're black yeah because then you're quote-unquote forcing diversity exactly and forced diversity is just a whole lot of bullshit but go on yeah i mean it just it doesn't make any fucking sense um it was a character written that and it seemingly other than it needing to be a female character specifically with reva um it could have been anybody. It so, could have been anybody. The fact that Moses Ingram was cast and is doing a fucking phenomenal job so is just astounding to me that people are upset. I would understand the outrage if they cast like a black kid for Leia. Like, imagine they cast fucking Gary Coleman. That would also, that would bring two big issues. One, Leia is uh, not a, a guy, and mm-hmm. two. 
uh, is also not black. And a special third one, Gary Coleman's dead. So how would they even get him cast in that? <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense, which is actually an issue that we're going to be bringing up a little bit later. Um, yes. But it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. That being said, uh, Vivian, Lyre, Vivian Lyra Blair, Leia, is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like there are tiny little nuances in her in her performance, and just stuff that she does that I'm like they they picked the most perfect person for this role. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, they picked the most perfect person for this role. Um, Moses Ingram as Reva, I'm I'm absolutely loving because of how cocky and. Uh, she kind of reminds me of my sister, if I'm being honest. She's <laughs> she's a little bit hard headed, um, but determined, mm-hmm. and and is very like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna get it done because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you there? I didn't know where you went. <laughs> um, I am here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just really like that, and I really like that. Uh, Instead of it being instead of it being a series that's based around Luke, and and what now? I guess they couldn't have a relationship between Luke and um, ben, ben at all because he doesn't even really know who he is in uh, A New Hope. But it, I like that it's a relationship where that uh, Leia is being brought to the forefront because we never really got to see a lot of her in general in in the original trilogy. Um, and seeing how she came up, I feel is is really cool. And seeing how sassy she was, and how she obviously was, became a senator at eighteen, and how she got her PhD at nineteen. Like she's just, yeah, she's embodying this character really, really well. And I'm really, genuinely, honestly sad that Carrie Fisher isn't around to see this role being played like this because you know she would have ate that shit up. Oh yeah, Space Mom would have been happy. Space Mom, oh yeah, Miss Fisher, we we do miss you. Um, oh yes. How do you um, feel though about uh, Vader and his uh, portrayal in this series? Vader has been so good so far. Um, mm. He's brought a lot of kind of the terror, but then also as well the connection between him and. Obi is just so good. Um, he's been really menacing, but then also kind of aloof, and it, it's been a really good balance of seeing him, and I'm really happy that we got Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones back to oh. to do these roles. Because James Earl Jones at oh. 91 is still killing it. Oh my god. Still killing it. Um, I mean, so yeah, I'm I'm really loving it. What about you? No, I absolutely agree. Um, uh, surprise, surprise! I agree with something you said. Um, <laughs> uh, he's terrifying to me. He is the scariest that he has literally ever been to me in this series. Um, last mm-hmm. time that I was that I saw him, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That was actually terrifying. Was uh, the end scene in Rogue One where he the hallway scene, uh. and he just decimates everyone in that hallway and you could see the the actual power that he had it's it's refreshing to see a young vader or mm-hmm. quote unquote young vader being played like this because you can see the absolute hatred and the power that he had before he got you know a little bit injured and a little bit older and his circuits weren't always connected blah blah blah, blah. um I, I really, really, really love the the uh, the portrayal that they have here, and I really cannot wait to see Hayden Christensen 
and Ewan McGregor go against each other, like against each other, against each other. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if we will, because I feel like it might come down to uh, Reva and 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 Obi Wan. I think you might be right with that, but I think we're going to see a few more interactions for sure between Obi-Wan and Vader, but I'm not sure it's going to be another super big battle um, because, again, we kind of get that in A New Hope where they have Mm. their final showdown, Um, but at the same time, it would be really nice to see Obi-Wan kind of back at his full power take on vader again and then for some reason the fight has to end but yeah um i would like to see that for sure uh, I, it might be uh, wishful thinking at this point but um it it would make sense if it were reva and obi-wan mm-hmm. i'm not sure where we are in the timeline at this point but i'm i'm trying to figure out if obi-wan no he hadn't have yeah, he couldn't have killed because in Star Wars Rebels, it has the very final showdown between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, um, who is supposed to be getting his own show. I'm not sure if that's still going forward or if yeah. they're just going to kind of like put him into other shows and whatnot. Um, I don't, mm, like I said, I don't know where we are on the timeline t- uh, completely, uh, but if we were to get a second season, I would love to see uh, Darth Maul be brought into it. Uh, because he technically survived for a really long time and then gets his his shit uh, handed to him again by Obi-Wan a uh, second time after getting his shit handed to him by Ahsoka, what, like two or three separate times? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, it, 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 it feels like it's a tall order, but with the way things have been going in these past few years for Star Wars and Lucas Arts or Lucas Films, uh, it feels like it's something that could be possibly brought along eventually. I'm just loving Vader so much right now. Yeah, um, it's just so good. So good. And then, sorry, I was looking up the Darth Maul uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It appears like Maul was originally slated to be in this show. And then they cut him out. Oh, no. Um, I think because of things with Ray Park, if I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah, like didn't he post his wiener on Instagram or something like that? Something like that. Um, oh, boy. But I'm just kind of glazing through the article, so I'm not saying too much on it. But uh, apparently some footage may have been shot, but it mm. was likely just test footage, as well as they were... Uh, doing scenes with a young Luke Skywalker, but I guess they didn't go forward with it. So that kind of answers that. I'm just going to say what everyone's thinking, and probably no one's thinking this. I, I We've seen enough of Luke. Give us more of the different, of the, of the other characters. Exactly. Give us more Leia. Give us more backstory on on obi-wan like he mentioned in the series in what episode three of obi-wan kenobi that he doesn't remember his parents i would like to know where obi-wan came from yeah that would be really interesting i don't know if we're gonna get that in this particular show i doubt um we've got two episodes left correct we only have two episodes left so it really does depend on if we're going to be doing another season but again i 
I don't think it's slated to do another season. Yeah, from what I hear, it is not. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a lot of those answers. But the show has been doing a really good job. I am really happy as well, like you kind of mentioned. Luke did not need to be in the show, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's Leia. The one gripe that I have, just being a little book nerd, is that it kind of throws off one of the books that was still set to be canon, Organa, um, because oh, okay. they don't mention anything like this, but she even goes to the uh, planet that they feature in The Last Jedi, you know, the ice planet with the yeah. red ice and shit. So, like, that is heavily involved, so it is definitely a part of the current uh, universe, I guess, uh, canon, rather. Yeah. Um, but now it would not be, but that's a super, super, super small gripe. Um, it was a good book, though. <laughs> Nerd but, fucking reading shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I have been really enjoying the show. I am excited to see what these last two episodes bring forward. Um, because there's a lot of tension currently building and only two episodes to wrap it up in so yeah that's uh that's, that's gonna be a good one to see how they wrap up i um um as bill Hader once said um mark me down as excited and horny exactly yeah. <laughs> it's God. so good also like so my two childhood loves are on screen again vader and obi-wan yeah i love oh. I was obsessed with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and those two characters. And then as well, seeing, uh, you know, knowing he goes into, it's like, oh. And that seems fair. That seems fair. There's something about Space Daddy, like, whew. Okay, well, hey, listen, I am going to say (laughs) the only thing that will disappoint me about this series is that if at one point, Obi-Wan does not say hello there. Yes. Whole series might as well just not have been shot, honestly. Yeah, I I like when he was talking to Freck, the Imperial driver. Yeah, and he was like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like "Oh, is he gonna?" It? No, no, damn it! Fucking cocktease. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to say that. Hold on. Um, no, I meant to say that. Whatever. <laughs> um, but hey, so let, let's uh, let's get some uh, ending thoughts on that. How do we? How do? What do you? What do you want to see it go? Do you want to see it get another season? And if so, what did you want them to do with it? I would like to see another season, personally, um, just so that we can actually get a little bit more of Obi-Wan's backstory um, and less about him kind of meeting Vader again. But at the same time, I don't think that's going to happen, and I'm perfectly content with it not happening. Um, so I would really like to see how they kind of escape the Imperial shit. I want to see a confrontation between, uh, Obi-Wan and Reva or Obi-Wan and Vader, preferably both. Um, I want to see Leia continue to be just a kick-ass kid. Uh, yeah, that, that's basically where I want to see the show go. I want to see more Star Wars. Right, that's how I'm feeling. Um, I I agree with you for the most part. I would like to see, um, I, I really want to see Reva at the end of the series not have any kind of change of heart, but just stay completely full full of hate. You know? Yeah, and I can like definitely even if she dies. 
yeah, she's going to die with hatred till the end. Yeah. And I, she's got some that, that's that's a, such a, a Star Wars thing to do is to be like, oh, they redeemed themselves right before they died. No, fuck that. Have her go down swinging. Have her be pissed the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, like Phasma died fucking swinging till the end. Yeah. Also, Gwendolyn Christie deserved better. She did. Um, also, good character, I'm... but was not fleshed out nearly enough. I'm so um, but hey, let's move forward. We got an announcement that they, they being Marvel, are doing a Thunderbolts movie. Yes, they are. What's his name? Uh, director Jake Schreier is supposed to be coming on. Uh, he has done nothing that I really know. Um, he did one episode of the series, Dave. He did six episodes of that show, Kidding. He's done quite a few music videos. Yeah, a lot of music videos. Mostly music videos. How many times am I going to say music videos? Um, music videos. It, that, that's really all that it looks like. Uh, he's not a writer. He's a producer. On music videos. <laughs> That that's it. But uh, as of right now, uh, Deadline was posting saying that not much is known about it. But uh, we'll possibly be seeing uh, Baron Zemo, Yelena Beleva, or um, I just like saying her name, and also Florence Pugh. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. Abomination from the Hulk movie, Ghost from the second Ant Man movie, Taskmaster from Black Widow, U.S. Agent from. Falcon and Winter Soldier and well Winter Soldier uh, are all possibly supposed to be slated to be on this movie there is an issue though Mm. because Deadline has stated that Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is a big possibility to be in the series and I know you're looking at the notes Mm -hmm. but Let's just let's just have a little pretend. Do you know why that is a big issue? Hmm. No, I I can't say that I do. You can't you can't figure it out. Let me spell it out for you real quick. Because the actor William Hurt that played Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is fucking dead. Why would they say that he's going to be in the movie? I I don't know. Deadline. I, 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 I don't say that I hate people, um, but I am really genuinely upset that you, whoever wrote this article, did not do the research to be like, hey, maybe I should make sure that everyone here is still here, you know? Yup. Like, j- do your research. It's not that hard. We literally do it on the fly while we're here. Yeah, literally. And it's it's not terribly professional, but we make it sound good. Well, we 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 do okay. Matt is what makes it sound good. Thank you, Matt. We love you. Matt is what makes it sound good. Absolutely. Matt, can you give yourself a round of applause, please? Cool, thank you, Matt. Oh, it's still going. Yeah, still going. No, no, he, he deserves it. Okay, I'm done. All right, and then give yourself one air horn right here. Cool, thank you. <laughs> um, but seriously, deadline, do better. You're like you're, you're you're pretty well accredited for stuff like that. Do better, please. There's no other news. Like I said, it was just recently announced. That's all that we've got for it. Um, we've also got like a tiny, tiny bit of news for the Last of Us series. I'm gonna hand this one over to you. 
Okay, so um, we still do not have a trailer. There is absolutely, though, a release date of 2023, so it is coming up. Uh, we have a couple pretty big stars cast in the roles. So we've got Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Um, I've seen if you follow like Pedro Pascal on Instagram, he's been posting some like behind the scenes stuff, which has been pretty cool to see. Um, and I am definitely excited for the movie, but series. we still or series. Oh, sorry, you are right. I just was figuring it was a movie. It's ten episodes, guys. It is 10 episodes on HBO. Yes. So we've got, as well, joining the cast, Nick Offerman as Bill, Merle Dandridge as Marlene, Anna Torv as Tess, Murray Bartlett as Frank. Um, so there are a lot of kind of big slated actors. There's also a few kind of smaller actors. Um, it should be a pretty cool show. So... Yeah. I mean, I'm personally excited for it. Um, it finished filming today as of uh, June 11th. It finished filming. Um, I I loved the game. Did you end up playing it? I did not. Oh, you gotta you gotta watch someone do a like a really good playthrough of um of The Last of Us because that game. I think I even have it. That's the problem. What? Oh, you're missing out. It it's yeah. definitely a challenge. Um, a couple parts I'm like what the fuck but it's really honestly an incredible game I've heard that and I really truly want to play it that's why I've avoided watching any walkthroughs or any you know playthroughs yeah. things like that um, because I would really like to experience the game as it's meant to be experienced but I am just so bad at getting around to playing video games um, which will We're come adults. up later on in the podcast because yes. um, I'm going to be throwing it super old school but oh. yeah I mean not super old school but like obscure and old school and uh, yeah so I am really excited though to watch the series uh, which I'm even more so excited now that I know it's not a movie and it is a series <laughs> right so yeah all the behind the scenes photos look really good if you haven't seen them do yourself a favor and go check it out on the googles or pedro pascal's instagram now without being uh, spoilery at all you did mention that you haven't played the game um which by the way uh, everyone listening right now just lost the game um i have to say that the first mission the first 10 minutes of the game absolutely gonna break your heart oh i'm sure like oh geez aloo that one that one was really 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 good um just just the way it was done like the, the whole story of it as far as the game goes and the overall storyline of the of the game is just really well done uh really well written mm-hmm. so the writer neil Druckmann. Uh, also did uh, Uncharted 4. Uh, looks oh, like yeah. Uncharted 5. Um, Jack and Daxter, The Lost Frontier. Wasn't that the PSP version? Yeah, that's so. right. That's when they changed Jack's voice, and I was not happy about that. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. I love the Jack and Daxter series so much. Um, 
But yeah, it looks like he's got a quite a few games under under his belt. Uh, looks like Uncharted one, two. Oh, but he was uncredited in that. That's weird. Anyways, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, once you get the chance, please check it out. Uh, but we are actually going to move on to a little bit more video game news. In surprising news, the Grammys has added a new category to their their list of uh, awards, um, and that new category is video game scores. About damn time. About damn time is correct. Lizzo said it best. It is about damn time. Um, we, uh, I've known for a while that video game scores are fantastic. I, I love mm-hmm. listening to them. I think that they're what makes the game even more immersive than it already is. Um, but of course, silence can do a lot in a video game, uh, which will, you will see when you are playing The Last of Us, because that game, while it's got great music in it, it's also, at the same time, is very, um, you need to hear your surroundings. Yeah, and that's a really, that's a really good thing of sound design and score is making sure that those moments are hitting exactly as they need to hit and that's Mm -hmm. exactly why this category is so long overdue because oh my gosh music can make the complete difference in a game exactly exactly not even just in games as we've seen in movies as well like say like you're playing this really great game and it's like a super emotional scene you could either have it completely quiet with some or some really soft music in the background or they can ruin the whole fucking thing by playing the benny hill theme song exactly like (laughs) i I, I was thinking the exact same song too (laughs) (laughs) so it's uh, the name is technically yakety sax okay yakety sax but all right that's its name it truly Truly, it's yakety sax. Um, <laughs> that's funny that I, I I know that now. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I, I I as a musician, I feel like music uh, is a very big thing, and like even in a day to day kind of instance, can enhance any kind of feeling that you're that you're having. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I feel its job has become. It's an outlet for people to get what they're feeling out there and let other people know that are feeling the same thing, that they aren't alone, you know? Um, it, it's very enhancing for any situation. Uh, that being said, I need to know uh, what your favorite video game score or soundtrack is. Just off the top of your head, do you have any that you really like? So Halo. Ooh, Halo is good. Halo's probably one of my all-time favorites it is iconic um the way that they use music and the choir and the instrumentalization just incredible so top of my head i gotta go with halo actually that's a very very good one i knew someone that was playing that game right had his surround sound system on Mm -hmm. like this wasn't his first time playing it but it was his first time playing it with like the loud surround sound system and I can't remember exactly which part it's in, but there's a part where the bass swells and gets really big and loud. Mm-hmm. And it blew his subwoofer out. Oh my God. Because he had it up so loud and had the bass up so loud, completely blew his subwoofer out. Um, <laughs> which I have done the same thing uh, driving in my old car a few years back. Uh, he, me and my friends were driving around and. We're having a good time, and Katy Perry's Dark Horse comes on. Mm. 
and we're we're super vibing, like super vibing, driving around faster than we probably should be at the time. Um, and it's like building up, and it's like it hits that part where there's no going back, and then like the bass. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided, you know what? Right when the bass hits, I'm gonna crank just the bass, just the sub. So he hits us with the there's no going back, and then I crank it, and all you hear is. <laughs> And there was no. no base for the rest of the time that I had that car. No. It was so bad. <laughs> and, and me and my friends still laugh about it to this day because, let me see, it was me and Ashley, and I can't remember who else was in the car, but me and Ashley, my, my best friend Ashley, will laugh about it. And we'll just every now and then be like, there's no going back. <laughs> and then have it just stop right there. And, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, oh, look at me so rambling like an old man. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's something that uh, that's super funny. Um, as far as me, yes. I want to say, just off the top of my head, probably Skyrim. Ooh, that's another really good one. Skyrim is a very very good score. Um. Done by what's his name? I want to say Jason Steele. Sounds about right. Jason Steele did. Hold on. No, Jason Steele is the guy that did Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Soul. That's who I was looking for. He got the initials right. Oh, I did. Look at look at you. Thank you for that silver lining. Anytime, um, always the hype person. <laughs> you deserve to be hyped up too. You hype me up all the time. <laughs> no, why did I? You definitely said that, and I'm imagining um, Josh Groban. You hype me up. <laughs> oh, that would be a good version. Matt, please cut that. Nope. No, keep it in, Matt. Keep it in. I love Josh Groban so much so much he's so good also every time i just i think back to his little role in the office where he plays oh my god that's right yeah i his music is incredible but he always makes me laugh in the office (laughs) that seems fair um i i I terrorize my family and my friends uh, around christmas time with josh groban and his song um believe from mm-hmm. the Polar Express. Yes. That movie uh, is only like an hour and a half long, but for some fucking reason, it feels, like it's, feels like it's three hours. Five for me. Oh my God. It's, like, I love that movie, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, please end it. I watched it once and never again. Oh, really? Never again. It just, it was a fine movie. Like, it had a great message, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't particularly want to watch the movie. The animation scared the shit out of me. I did not like it. <laughs> um, and I saw this movie, mind you, when I was like 18, and I still was like, this animation is freaky as fuck. It was like something oh, no, that encouraged the cowardly dog. Like, <laughs> not about it. And, you... oh. Once was enough. Once was good. I'll listen to the soundtrack, though. You know, me and Kelsey were actually, uh, my partner Kelsey, were just watching that movie, um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the new one that just came oh out on. Oh my gosh, on, you still need to see it. 
it's super funny. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but they definitely made a reference to the Polar Express in that movie, where one of the characters who was CG uh, is supposed to look like he's looking at them. Like, from his perspective, he's looking at them. But from Chippendale's perspective, he's just looking outward. <laughs> and they definitely say, yeah, he's got the creepy dead Polar Express eyes. Oh, my God. Right? I oh when I heard that I was like oh that's that's so fucking that's gorgeously done brilliant. that is so funny um definitely a very very fun movie um I kind of want to watch it again that's just me though I'm um weird like that but hey look at that Jeremy Soul that's who I was talking about um he's done a lot of a lot of stuff he's done Elder Scrolls War for Peace Still Calling Florence Nightingale The Narnia Code. Prey, Warhammer, 40K, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban back in 2004, but just the video game, not the movie. Uh, He did music for the 2003 MTV Movie Awards and most recently did a TV miniseries called Dane Law. Um, don't know what that is. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's, it looks like he's done a lot of stuff. Um, stuff for Star Wars, Star Wars audio comics as well. So that's fun. But um, that is fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I absolutely love the, uh, the the Skyrim soundtrack. Also, I just got the um, Red Dead Redemption Two soundtrack on vinyl, and that one nice. is gorgeous. Chef's kiss, wonderful game. Uh, I haven't beat it yet, but wonderful game. Mm-hmm. So then my final question to you and to everyone that's listening, I need to know you guys. We actually have a couple answers for you guys already. Um, if you had to sit down and think about it for a little bit, you know, don't don't take too long. But like, what are your personal top three video games of all time? Of all time. I, I need to know your guys' answers. We'll definitely be putting them in in the next episode. Um, but as of right now, I'm actually going to pass that question over to you, Ida. I need to know yours. All right. So as I said, I'm going to get a little kind of obscure and old with a lot of these, uh, two out of the three, I'd say. Um, so for me, because I don't play video games a whole hell of a lot these days, I got to go back to some that just really made me laugh, had a good time, loved playing them. We'll replay them over and over again. So, first one, I'm going to shout out in no particular order, Grim Fandango, which... What? Yeah, exactly. I'm going obscure with my first throw out. It is a game where you play as Calaveras in the Land of the Dead, and you... No, I'm not going to say that. Um... (laughs) Sorry, just got your Discord. But you play as Calaveras um, in the Land of the Dead, specifically Manny Calavera, and he is attempting to assist a person to get to the afterlife on her actually expected trip because he realizes he gave her the wrong deal. And uh, it is a super fun game. You can get it on the Switch. You can get it on PC. Um... I think as well PlayStation has it so I highly recommend it is an older game get the remastered version it it's a lot of fun second game that I'm gonna throw out is 
in the Monkey Island series, particularly Curse of Monkey Island, that game has made me laugh like no other. Such a great game, super fun, lots of little hidden things. Um, it's kind of more of a strategic puzzle gamey thing. Um, so you've got to figure out a whole bunch of shit. And it, again, a lot of fun. And then I'm going to go completely in the opposite of everything I said and say probably the Borderlands series, particularly probably either Borderlands or Borderlands 2. I had so much fun with those games. Um, They're, again, games that I go back to and replay. So, yeah, those are my picks. That uh, those are definitely picks, and I respect them. I get that though. <laughs> as long as they uh, made sense to you, and as long as they, um, yeah, there are things that that you identified with, and I totally get that. I understand yep. it, and I, I respect that. I think that's super fucking cool. So uh, I met someone at Sam's Club the other day, and he had a, um, a Miss Minutes pin on his hat, and so I just you know stuck, struck up a conversation real quick. Uh, ended up having him uh, message us on Instagram and he told me his three favorite video games. He said, Mike, by the way, hi Mike, thank you for listening again. Uh, I really appreciate it and great conversation we had. Um, He said for retro, it'd be Super Mario Bros, The Legend of Zelda and Pac-Man. But as far as my top three favorite game of all times, it's gotta be Assassin's Creed Origins, Mm -hmm. Far Cry 4, and looky here, Borderlands. Hey, there we go. Hey, I, I guess I got to play that game. I got to play those games. They are so much fun. I will tell I you. I hear they, they are. They're just super silly, gory fun, and like. See, I'm about that shit. Uh, yeah. Just, I think you'll really enjoy them if you haven't played them. Um you got to start at the beginning admittedly for me i just i'm kind of a purist in the borderlands series really only um just because you get to play different types of classes in each game they have different classes you can play as and different characters so getting to see the different ways that the classes kind of manifest and change and it's a lot of fun but yeah, Borderlands or Borderlands 2 were definitely my favorite. I definitely have the second one, or I think it's called the Handsome Pack. I don't know. Oh, the Handsome Sony Pack. Sony offered yeah, yeah. up a, a group of them for free at one point, and I was like, cool, I guess I'll take that shit. Um, yeah, that's a good way to play them. And then our, as well, uh, uh, oh. sorry to cut you off again, no, you but the Tiny Tina campaigns that you can get as DLCs. <laughs> absolutely fucking worth it because they're all based on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? That's fun. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so they play like a D&D campaign. But in the well, Fun fact, I'm actually in the middle of writing my very first campaign right now, so I love Hell that for me. yeah! Um, but I'm not going to tell you any details because I would like for you to be in it. Yes, I'd love to be in it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll flesh that out another time when we're not recording things. But yeah. our social media manager, Connery has said uh, that she is choosing Assassin's Creed Origins. Look at that. A second one for Origins. Red Dead Redemption 2 and Mm -hmm. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. All good games. But also followed up with saying, I do want to say, though, while I didn't play it myself, I have been shown in the last six months the PlayStation 2 game Katamari Damacy. And I have to say that it's quite incredible and we'll play it 
any time, any moment, if I were able to. Um, we need to get you a, a PS2, Connery, because that is probably that that is like the most game changing uh, uh, console in existence. That Truly. oh my god, so good. Some uh, and of our, my favorite oh. games are on the PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anywhere else, I swear to God, if they ever remaster SSX Tricky or any of the like <laughs> old SSX games, <laughs> I will be on that shit so fast. You will see me snowboarding like a motherfucker. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. The SSX games were always fun. Um, our newest member, Caleb, who was formerly a listener, love that for you. And Talk about an upgrade. Even has featured said that in his last th- episode. Yeah, right? Featured last episode. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, you, <laughs> he has stated that his top three favorite games are Metal Gear Solid 3, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Persona 5. I have not played uh, Persona 5. I played a little bit of Metal Gear Solid, and it was whatever. Not my type of game. But... um. I, all those are really good picks, and it seems like everyone has the same consensus that Red Dead is a pretty phenomenal game. I absolutely agree. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. I can't in good faith pick it, though, because I have not finished it. Mm. I've seen a lot of video games that are like really strong in the beginning and then drop it at the end, um, and I really, I, I'm, I'm doubting that's one of them, but, uh, but still. Um, but as for my top three picks... I am going to go a little bit sideways with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Hold on. I'm not pausing for dramatic effect, I promise. No, it's fine. Okay. I have to say Bioshock Infinite. Oh. Um, and that one just barely beat out Bioshock 1 because that game blew my fucking mind when I first played it. Um, Bioshock Infinite. Portal 2. <coughs> Portal 2 is absolutely on my list of greatest games of all time. Damn, and then I'm going to toss it back to the PlayStation 2 and say Jack 2 in the Jack and Daxter series. Ooh, um, good one. That game really changed how I look at video games and how I, I approach... Uh, different issues in video games when I'm getting frustrated. Um, Absolutely incredible game. I love these three games so much. So we are going to pass that question on to you guys. Um, Go ahead and comment on our next post when we release this episode. Uh, I need to know you guys' three favorite video games, and we're definitely going to be answering it on the next episode as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that really brings us to the end of the episode. We're not even going to do uh, uh, unpopular opinions right now. We're going to keep it positive. We're going to keep it cool. We're going to keep it light. Uh, but what we are going to do is I am going to ask Ida to give me some uh, advice in five seconds. Go. Love yourself and love those you love. Okay. You almost lost it at the end. You uh, definitely had one second left, but I'm proud of you. That was I, good. That it was, was sweet. top of my head. I don't know. Just love yourself. Love Everyone that you love, tell them you love them. Yes. Like, don't, oh my God, don't tell be afraid. Tell the people that you love, you love them. Because you never know. Like, life is wacky these days. Tell, tell mm. people you love them. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, can you give us some five-second advice? Wow. That was so insightful. 
I sure hope he put something. Nope. Um, <laughs> if not, he cut it all. <laughs> all right. Um, anyways, that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. Next time, uh, because we didn't get the chance to catch up on it, we are going to be covering, making sure that we cover uh, uh, Miss Marvel. Yes. And I know that there was some news uh, from the set of Rebel Moon, uh, Zack Snyder's newest sci-fi movie. Uh, but yeah, we'll see where we'll see where life takes us. That being said, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in again. We really, really appreciate that. Um, don't forget to go and comment on our stuff and let us know uh, your top three favorite video games of all time. Uh, maybe we'll pick you to, to be on there. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, when you turn off this podcast and you go out into the world, uh, realize that you deserve happiness yes. and that no one should make you feel less than you are. Ever. You Ever. are deserving of love. You are worthy. You are loved we love you like just be kind to yourself unless you're a white supremacist then you can go fuck yourself that being said good night guys we love you (laughs) goodbye 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 um i'd give you a kiss but uh oh wait it's pride month there you go all right bye guys